Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Law School of America. In English common law, fee tail or entail is a form of trust established by deed or settlement which restricts the sale or inheritance of an estate and real property and prevents the property from being sold, devised by will, or otherwise alienated by the tenant in possession and instead causes it to pass automatically by operation of law to an heir determined by the settlement deed. The term fee tail is from medieval Latin feodum taliatum, which means cut short fee and is in contrast to fee simple where no such restriction exists, and where the possessor has an absolute title, although subject to the allodial title of the monarch, in the property which he can bequeath or otherwise dispose of as he wishes. Equivalent legal concepts exist or formerly existed in many other European countries and elsewhere. Purpose. The fee tail allowed a patriarch to perpetuate his bloodline, family name, honor and armorials in the persons of a series of powerful and wealthy male descendants. By keeping his estate intact in the hands of one heir alone, in an ideally indefinite and preordained chain of succession, his own wealth, power and family honor would not be dissipated amongst several male lines, as became the case for example in Napoleonic France by operation of the Napoleonic Code which gave each child the legal right to inherit an equal share of the patrimony, where a formerly great landowning family could be reduced in a few generations to a series of smallholders or peasant farmers. It therefore approaches the true corporation which is a legal body or person which does not die and continues in existence and can hold wealth indefinitely. Indeed, as a form of trust, whilst the individual trustees may die, replacements are appointed and the trust itself continues, ideally indefinitely. In England almost seamless successions were made from patriarch to patriarch, the smoothness of which were often enhanced by baptizing the eldest son and heir with his father's Christian name for several generations, for example the Fitzwarren family, all named Falk. Such indefinite inalienable land holdings were soon seen as restrictive on the optimum productive ability of land, which was often converted to deer parks or pleasure grounds by the wealthy tenant in possession which was damaging to the nation as a whole and thus laws against perpetuities were enacted, which restricted entails to a maximum number of lives. An entail also had the effect of disallowing illegitimate children from inheriting. It created complications for many property families, especially from about the late 17th to the early 19th century, leaving many individuals wealthy in land but heavily in debt, often due to annuities chargeable on the estate payable to the patriarch's widow and younger children, where the patriarch was swayed by sentiment not to establish a strict concentration of all his wealth in his heir leaving his other beloved relatives destitute. Frequently in such cases the generosity of the settler left the entailed estate as an uneconomical enterprise, especially during times when the estate's fluctuating agricultural income had to provide for fixed sum annuities. Such impoverished tenants in possession were unable to realize in cash any part of their land or even to offer the property as security for a loan, to pay such annuities, unless sanctioned by private act of parliament allowing such sale, which expensive and time-consuming mechanism was frequently resorted to. The beneficial owner, or tenant in possession, of the property in fact had only a life interest in it, albeit an absolute right to the income it generated, the legal owners being the trustees of the settlement, 
with the remainder passing intact to the next successor or heir-in-law, any purported bequest of the land by the tenant in possession was ineffective. United States The fee tail has been abolished in all but four states in the United States, Massachusetts, Maine, Delaware, and Rhode Island. However, in the first three states, property can be sold or deeded as any other property would be, with the fee tail only applying in case of death without a will. In Rhode Island, a fee tail is treated as a life estate with the remainder in the life tenant's children. New York abolished fee tail in 1782, while many other states within the U.S. never recognized it at all. In most states in the United States, an attempt to create a fee tail results in a fee simple, even in those four states that still allow fee tail, the estate holder may convert his fee tail to a fee simple during his lifetime by executing a deed. In Louisiana, the common law concept of estates in land never existed. The concept of forced heirship and the marital portion protects forced heirs and surviving spouses from total divestment of value of the estate of the decedent, who has a duty to provide for their care. Fee-tail-like restrictions still exist though contractual obligations. For example, owners of inholdings inside public lands may be prevented from selling or giving their land to non-family members. In this case, the restrictions result from an agreement between the government and the landowner, and are not a part of a deed or settlement. In common law and statutory law, a life estate, or life tenancy, is the ownership of immovable property for the duration of a person's life. In legal terms, it is an estate in real property that ends at death when ownership of the property may revert to the original owner or it may pass to another person. The owner of a life estate is called a life tenant. In the combined jurisdiction of England and Wales since 1925 a freehold estate intended to be held as a life interest takes effect only as an interest enjoyed in equity, specifically as an interest in possession trust. The other type of land ownership is leasehold and although most long leases are for a period of between 99 and 999 years leases for life will be interpreted in unpredictable ways as either as a license or a lease. Principles the ownership of a life estate is of limited duration because it ends at the death of a person. Its owner is the life tenant, typically also the measuring life, and it carries with it the right to enjoy certain benefits of ownership of the property, chiefly income derived from rent or other uses of the property and the right of occupation during his or her possession. Because a life estate ceases to exist at the death of the measuring person's life, the life tenant, a temporary owner, may short-term let but cannot sell, give or bequeath the property indefinitely, including assuming it could pass to heirs, intestate, or creating a purported document leaving it to devisees, testate. A life estate pure au travail, law French, for the life of another, is held for the rest of the lifetime of a person who does not hold the estate, known as the sestui k vi, law French, the person who lives. This form of life estate arises where a life tenant has disposed of the property, assuming such a disposal does not trigger any special forfeiture under the life interest instrument. It also arises where the grantor chooses to make the measuring life that of someone other than the life tenant's life. A life estate pure otravi is most commonly created in one of two circumstances. First, when the owner of property conveys his interest in that property to another person, for the life of a third person. For example, if A conveys land to be during the life of C, then B owns the land for as long as C lives, if B dies before C, B's heirs will inherit the land, and will continue to own it for as long as C lives. Second, if A conveys land to C for life, C can then sell the life estate to B again, B and B's heirs will own the land for as long as C lives. In either scenario, 
Once C dies, the ownership of the land will revert to A. If A has died, ownership will revert to A's heirs. The right to succeed to ownership of the property upon the expiration of the life estate is called a reversion. However, the remainder interest granted to a third party, A to B for life, with a remainder interest in C, is called remainder. A clear distinction should be made with an estate for, A, term of years, interpreted as lease or license. At death, assuming no misdealings to certain innocent purchasers, the property involved in a life estate falls into the ownership of the remainderman or reverts to its grantor, all of which confusingly can be called reversions and reversioners. There is a small market for reversions in real estate, which necessitates a buyer to carry out enhanced documentary due diligence and physical checks. A landowner of an estate cannot give a greater interest in the estate than he or she owns. That is, a life estate owner cannot give complete and indefinite ownership, fee simple, to another person because the life tenant's ownership in the property ends when the person who is the measuring life dies. For instance, if Ashley conveyed to Bob for the life of Bob, and Bob conveys a life estate to another person, Charlie, for Charlie's life, then Charlie's life estate interest would last only until Charlie or Bob dies. Charlie's life interest or pure outrevi interest, interest for the life of another, whichever has applied, and most often the remaining rights of ownership in the property, the reversionary interest, devolve to the persons under the terms of the will-slash-rules of intestacy-slash-declaration-of-trust-slash-trust-deed, UK, or will-slash-rules of intestacy-slash-grant or deed-of-life interest, or similar, US, in remainder or revert to the original grantee, depending on terms of Ashley. Such a life estate in the U.S. can also be conveyed for the life of the grantor, such as it conveys X to B until A dies and in the U.K. by trust transferring upon trust or assigning rather than conveying X. If a life tenant purports to transfer the underlying reversionary interest, which a life tenant never has, this constitutes an actionable breach of trust for damages and may constitute criminal fraud however may not entitle the ultimate reversioner or substituted beneficiaries to be able to obtain a court declaration that the property is their own if that property is in the hands of an innocent purchaser for value without notice, bona fide purchaser. Financial and physical responsibility falls to the life tenant under the legal doctrine of waste, which prohibits life tenants from damaging or devaluing the asset. In short, as the life tenant's ownership is temporary, failing to maintain or reasonably protect the asset resulting in its diminution in value or indeed, destruction constitutes a cause of action for the reversioner. A further limitation is the rule against perpetuities in many states and countries which prohibits long-running pre-19th century style successions of life tenancies and may result in the premature and compensation entitling termination of such successive life interests. In England and Wales this is fixed at one lifetime, or 80 years whichever is longer. Selling property while keeping a life estate is commonly known in France as Viager where it is used more often than elsewhere, most famously in the case of Jean Calma, the longest-lived human ever recorded. Uses of a life estate In the United States, a life estate is typically used as a tool of an estate planning. A life estate can avoid probate and ensure that an intended heir will receive title to real property. For example, Al owns a home and desires that Bill inherited after Al's death. Al can effectuate that desire by transferring title to the home to Bill and retaining a life estate in the home. Al keeps a life estate and Bill receives a vested fee simple remainder. As soon as Al dies, the life estate interest merges with Bill's remainder, and Bill has a fee simple title. An advantage of such a transfer is that it makes the use of a will unnecessary and eliminates the need to probate the asset. 
A disadvantage is the small risk of a fraud on the part of beneficiary bill. If he could easily show in a particular jurisdiction an unfettered fee simple, he could sell the estate prematurely to an innocent purchaser such as when Al is on vacation. A second disadvantage to the grantor is that provision for any remainderman, or men, party C, is irrevocable without the remainderman's consent. Beneficiary deeds have been statutorily created in some states to address this issue. The intestacy laws of certain American states, such as Arkansas, Delaware, and Rhode Island limit the surviving spouse's rights, inheritance, to the deceased spouse's real estate to a life estate. Louisiana, applying civil law, has a similar default provision in intestate succession called a usufruct, which is only over community property and ends with the earlier of death or remarriage. Some American states allow for an enhanced life estate deed, in which the grantor retains the ability to transfer the property to a third party without the consent of the remainderman. With this tool, a grantor can use a life estate to avoid probate without giving up the right to sell the real property. The intestacy laws of England and Wales from October 1, 2014 provide for £250,000, or the whole non-joint estate of less, and 50% of any excess to the spouse, remainder to adult children. This abolished the remaining 50% being enjoyed as a life interest which had applied from the 1920s. The surviving spouse, and rarely, others, benefit from survivorship of any joint property. The arrangement in the first paragraph would in the UK be interpreted as an interest in possession trust and is usually avoided as for inheritance tax is considered reservation of benefit requiring fully backdated sums of annual income tax on whatever market rent ought to have been paid to the legal owner, in England and Wales for continued enjoyment of the asset. Valuation of a life estate. A valuation is typically derived from the present value of the net benefit derived by the life, or lives, over the residual term of the interest. Where these valuations are based on a single life, reference can be made to tables such as life tenant factors by gender and age. These factors are prepared taking into account life expectancies and prevailing interest rates for a specific jurisdiction or purpose. An example is a table of life tenancy factors that is used to determine the proportion of a property attributable to a particular life tenant for any stamp duty payable upon its transfer. More complicated examples can involve impaired or joint lives and specialist advice is usually required such as that provided by an actuary. Duration of a life estate. Life estates are measured either by the life of the property recipient, pure savi, or by the life of some other person, pure otravi. Validity of a life estate. At law and in equity, United States. Life estates in real estate are still created today. The life estate is more commonly used in trust instruments, typically in an attempt to minimize the effect of the inheritance tax or other taxes on transfers of wealth. A prospective reduction in tax for the creator, settler, often follows if the settler has parted with all current and future interest. However many tax codes transfer the burden of estate taxes to the holder of the interest in possession, life tenant, and may treat that person or the remainderman as owning a second-slash-surplus property. Formally where a system is derived from English law, the law divides into common law and equitable law, at their cores the formal title and further overarching rules, especially as to trust interests such as this. The latter cannot usually defeat a claim to title from a bona fide purchaser for value without notice, as such a person has reasonably researched the ownership position based upon the legal title, common law, position. As the owner of a legal interest, in the U.S., further embedded or legal interests consistent with the form of ownership can be created from life estates. 
Accordingly, due to their potential versatility and complexity in the U.S. common law seldom recognizes a life estate in personal property, tangible items and livestock other than land including buildings, but such interests are recognized equity where of adequate form, statutes and regulations impose formalities on the creation of lifetime interests in personality. At Equity, England and Wales Since 1925 registered titles in England and Wales preferably should, but mostly do not, reveal an interest for life, life estate or life tenancy in the form of a restriction on the register. Instead the registered legal owner may hold various degrees of leasehold or freehold interest, but usually absolute interest. This provides a reliable mirror of title which can only be subjected to a very few overriding interests. A maxim of equity is where equities are equal, the law will prevail. Equity defers to the position at law of a bona fide purchaser for value without notice, including any tenant or mortgagee, and as equity will not suffer a wrong to be without remedy, where there is such, will be limited to in personam remedies against the settler or life tenant where it confirms life estates, upon trust, to have been validly created. 1. For the life tenants, and thereafter. 2. For remaindermen, remaindermen or the reversionary settler. Life tenants are never recorded as proprietors at the land registry as they are temporary, equitable owners and are not entitled to have the transfer of the land affected. If the proprietor has died, executors of the will, administrators or beneficiaries all have the right to apply for the standard Form A restriction and are encouraged by the official guidance to do so. If a lease is for more than seven years, the lease must be registered. Most long leases are for a period of between 99 and 999 years, and leases for life will be interpreted either as a license or a lease. Torrance Title Jurisdictions In most Torrance Title Jurisdictions a life tenant has, like in UK and US, the right to possession and enjoyment of the property, but once the tenant dies the property will return to the remaindermen. The main difference is that, the life estate will be registered by the Registrar General of that jurisdiction, and will appear on the registered title. This has the effect of making them one of the nine types of recognized interest in land, and one of the four that confirm possession. The registration process in Torrance title systems usually confers indivisibility on the life estate. A holder of a life estate can alienate his rights, but they will still expire on his death, regardless of whom he alienates it to. At that point, that buyer will have to forfeit the land. Life Tenancy Investments It is becoming increasingly popular for private investors to place funds into a life tenancy investment. This type of investment is being offered as an alternative to traditional buy-to-let and is becoming increasingly popular in the United Kingdom with over £30 million worth of life tenancies being delivered in 2018. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America